Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry, folks. It's going to be another one of those weeks. We played hooky on Easter. I was kind of hoping things would improve. The news stories would improve. But no, not happening. Not this week. I don't have any eco-disaster porn. None of those news stories designed to scare the living hell out of people. That mankind, humanity is destroying the planet. Nothing like that out there. Oh, I'm sure I could have found a couple. But that would be like pouring gasoline on a fire. I'm already pissed off. I don't need that to trigger me. Kind of like a dopey millennial Gen Z kid out there. How they get triggered if you don't ask them what their super special pain in the ass pronouns are. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. Midweek, short podcast. Do your job. White boy Malcolm X. Now I'm just playing around. I am in a cranky mood, but I'm not going to yell at white boy Malcolm X. He has enough issues, folks. He does not need me yelling at him like that. From Boston.com, wind energy company to pay $8 million in killings of 150 eagles. And we were just talking about wind energy on last week's podcast how wind turbines are basically ecological disasters from the time they're manufactured to the time they're put to bed. The carbon footprint, the amount of energy it takes to manufacture something like that, the whole time it's up and running, yeah, when the wind is blowing, it makes some electricity. But most of the time, folks, all those damn things do is kill birds. Tons and tons and tons of birds. At the base of any wind turbine is a massive bird cemetery. And when they're done spinning around, murdering birds, those blades, as we reported last week from Bloomberg, a story in Bloomberg, they can't recycle those things, so what are they doing? They are burying them in landfills. Tens of thousands of wind turbine blades buried in landfills, but they're oh so green, so wonderful for the environment. And now this company, ESI Energy, they have murdered 150 bald and golden eagles. They've murdered not just some crappy little bird, the kind of birds like around here, four o'clock in the morning, chirp, 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 chirp. I wish there was a wind turbine down the street or something. Murder those little suckers. Keep waking me up in the middle of the night. 
No, not that lucky. But they're murdering the national bird of the United States, killing bald and golden eagles. But as long as you folks out there who love these things, as long as you feel better about yourselves, get to virtue signal about how much you love wind turbines, even if they're destructive to the environment, solar panels, another one destructive to the environment. As long as you get to carry on, who gives a crap, I guess, right? From popular mechanics, the universe keeps getting hotter. That shouldn't be happening. And it probably doesn't bode well for Earth. I wonder who they'll blame for this one. Earth getting hotter. That's always humanity's fault. The big ball of fire in the sky never has anything to do with it. Nor will the universe that getting hotter. If that impacts the climate here, don't you worry, folks. Just like a lot of news, they don't want to have to face. They just memory hole it like it never happened. From page six, Britney Spears raves about great pregnancy sex. So nutty Britney Spears, I guess she's bored trashing mom and dad, trashing grandma and grandpa to her kids. I guess she's bored with that. Found some time to play around with her boy toy. Gets herself knocked up. So she goes on to Instagram to tell everyone how wonderful it is to have sex while you're pregnant. As if she hasn't overshared enough. Not that I really care about Britney Spears. Again, folks, celebrities and their personal lives. I don't really give a crap. The media fascination with this, though, and her pregnancy, that's got everyone all aflutter with this sort of news. But I have to say this. I kind of now understand why her parents had her under their thumb for so long. Because she's been out of this, had her freedom now for what? Two or three months now? And what do we get? Her acting out on social media, and now she's pregnant. Like that, that's going to lower the crazy. No, I just feel bad for the kids. The two she's got now, and whatever poor little baby she's going to bring into the world next. And this reminds me, just a little bit, I had some friends, they had a crazy mother, kind of like Britney Spears. Dad was in jail for attempted murder, as if that's not bad enough. But mom, mom liked to take Valium, get herself drunk on vodka. Then she'd go lay out in the pool, get herself on a raft, and pass out. So those poor kids, when they were growing up, they always had to keep an eye out, keep an eye on mom. Was mom going to take her Valiums, get drunk again on vodka, pass out in the pool? Heaven forbid, she slides off into the water, Drowns in the pool. So that's what the kids had to put up with. Mom, a pill-popping drunk. Kind of a nut. So I've seen up close with that sort of dysfunctional parentage, what that does to a kid. But her poor kids have to do that under the microscope of the celebrity media. The whole world is watching 
how crazy, how nutty mom gets. At least the older two. They're just a couple years off. They can escape mom's nutty world. That poor baby, though, bless their heart, having to put up with nutty Britney Spears as Britney goes into middle age. From Just the News, Pope Francis, the woke Pope, decries Westerners as racist over Ukrainian refugee relief efforts. In one generation, folks, we go from Pope John Paul II, who was a great man, a great Pope, partnered with Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan to help defeat communism, or the USSR, back in the 20th century, back in the 80s. We go from him to this leftist, woke Pope, calling everyone a racist because he believes people in Western Europe Here in the U.S., we care more about the Ukrainians than we do, say, the Syrians back when they had their refugee crisis. Last time I checked, Vatican City hadn't transformed itself, hadn't turned itself into a refugee center, thrown open the doors for people in Africa or the Middle East, people looking to migrate to Europe. He hasn't done that to my knowledge. But this clown, just to carry on, he's calling everyone else a racist. The vicar of Christ calling people racist. Like we don't get enough of that from the woke folk here in the U.S. We need the vicar of Christ calling us racist too. And they wonder why people are quitting the church in record numbers. People don't want to go to church anymore. Yeah, I'm going to go to a Catholic church hand them money to prop up the woke Pope. No, not happening. And I can see God, white boy Malcolm X, looking down, looking at the vicar of Christ going, what the, well, I guess he wouldn't say what the hell, but he's probably like, what the what? Who is this bozo as my representative on earth? What sort of moron did they make the vicar of Christ? This clown, he's kind of like, If Al Gore and Patrice Kahn Coolers, if they had a love child, that's Pope Francis. Half fraudulent eco-warrior, the other half a race hustler. From Boston.com, Florida man, of course, arrested for allegedly masturbating on a flight to Boston. The victim was a 21-year-old woman who was seated next to him during the flight from Newark to Boston. And the Florida man in question, his name is Donald Edward Robinson. He's 76 years old. He's from Bonita Springs, Florida. And he has been charged. And I don't know how this hasn't made it to the smoking gun. At least not yet. But he has been charged with one count of lewd, indecent, and obnoxious acts while in the special aircraft jurisdiction of the U.S. And so what happened allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, Donald there, he started to fondle himself on the plane. And the poor victim next to him, what do you think she did? 21 years old. Like any good millennial Gen Z kid out there, she took out her cell phone, started to videotape him masturbating on the plane. And at some point, he got that thing out to play, 
I guess to air it out or something. And then, as the plane is beginning to descend, he reaches over, puts his hand on her thigh. I don't know, folks, if it was the same hand he was using to defile himself. But he puts his hand on her leg, and she's like, why are you touching me? And so he takes his hand away. Then she takes out her phone again, writes a message on the phone, shows it to another passenger, and it says, Hi, this man assaulted me and touched my leg and is masturbating. And so they arrested him for masturbating and touching her leg, which I guess these days is assault. I'm in kind of a mood, white boy Malcolm X, as you know. Do you want me to trigger some people, sir? Do you want me to set some people off? Of course. I knew you play along. I guess the question I would have is, do you think, white boy Malcolm X, and you're probably not going to want to answer this, but do you think she encouraged the behavior? And you don't have to answer it. We'll just pretend that's rhetorical. But, you know, he's playing penis peekaboo. He's there defiling himself. And what does she do? How does she react? Does she scream? Oh my God, what the blankety blank 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 are you doing? You creepy pervert, stop touching yourself. That's disgusting. No, she takes out her phone and starts videotaping. I would think if you're there masturbating and the person next to you takes out a cell phone and starts to videotape you, they can't be that offended. He's probably thinking, man, she's really into it. She wants to capture this moment for all eternity. So I'm not saying she she asked for it, but I'm just saying I think it went on way longer than it should have because she decided she wanted to videotape it, not shut it down right then and there. And I'm sure some of you out there are probably thinking, I'm being a little insensitive. How dare I sort of maybe possibly Blame her for this going on. How could I do something like that? Well, folks, I only say that because I, too, was in a similar situation to what she went through. So it's not like I am completely unaware of that, what happened there. I am. Yes, white boy Malcolm X. I never told you that story the backstreet masturbation story? Oh, well, now I got to tell it. Picture it, folks. Atlanta, Georgia, I would say 93 to 94, sometime around there. Mid-90s, I was still kind of a gaby. I had only been out of the closet just a couple of years. But my ex and I, we would go out every, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, just like a lot of queens in Atlanta, in Midtown Atlanta, back in the day used to do. We used to go and do Blake's Armory Backstreet. That was the routine. One bar, then another, and then Backstreet. Backstreet was a 24-hour club, but nobody went there before, I don't know, midnight, 1 o'clock. It was the after-hours thing to do. But we're there at Backstreet, probably around 2 or 3 in the morning, dancing our gay hearts away. And at some point during the evening, 
while we're out there on the dance floor, some guy comes up to me, starts to rub my chest with his hand. I kind of gave him a look, didn't really do anything, turned away, went back to dancing. But at some point, I found myself, there he is again. And he starts to rub his hand on my chest again. But this time, folks, I made the mistake of looking down. So while he's got one hand rubbing my chest, he's defiling himself with his other. Pants around his ankles, jerking off as he's touching me. And I assume that's what he was pretty much doing. Walking around, touching guys, jerking off. So I see this, him jerking off as he's touching me. And what did I do? Did I pull out a camera, start to record it? Well, no. First off, we didn't have cell phones back then. If we did, it was one of the the first crappy ones. No camera, no texting, nothing. That's back when a cell phone was just a phone. So even if I wanted to record it, not that I ever would, I couldn't if I did. So what did I do? I took both hands, folks, and I pushed that pervert. I shoved that pervert hard. Get away from me, you damn pervert. Had it not been for other dancers behind him who broke his fall, that pervert touching me and jerking off, he would have gone crashing down to the floor. So I do understand what it's like to have some weirdo jerking off next to you. I just handled it a little bit differently than she did. And I wonder, white boy Malcolm X, I wonder, sir, if she kept that recording. She watches that recording, shows all her friends, this is the old pervert jerking off next to me on the airplane. From Fox News, California proposes ban on sale of gas vehicles by 2025. The rule would fulfill a 2020 executive order by Gavin Newsom. So California, the state that can't ever fully keep the lights on, the state known for their rolling blackouts, they want tens of millions of cars plugged into that antiquated, insufficient electrical grid because they don't want gasoline used anymore in the state. Like that's going to help the situation any. And folks, if you go to energy.ca.gov, which is the California Energy Commission, their website, it tells you how California, where California gets their energy from. About two-thirds of it, non-renewables, the other third, renewables, but almost 40% of California's energy comes from burning natural gas and coal. That's just over 37% for natural gas, just under 3% for coal. So California, which again, folks, can't with any consistency keep the lights on in that state. They don't want you burning gasoline, but they're going to have to burn a whole hell of a lot more natural gas, a whole hell of a lot more coal, so you can charge your car up and they can virtue signal, show how green they are, and banning gasoline-powered cars in the state. You can't make anything that stupid up, folks. A state with that crappy electrical grid 
Can't keep the lights on. Let's keep plugging more things into it. Let's keep burning natural gas. Let's keep burning coal just so we don't have to burn gasoline. As I've said before, folks, transferring pollution. That's all this is. They're not lessening pollution. They're transferring it. But you folks in California, maybe you can use your Teslas or whatever electrical car you have. Maybe you can shine the headlights into your house when there's a rolling blackout. You have no electricity. You can at least see what the hell is going on. Or just sit there in the dark like you deserve. From New Republic, legalized pot was supposed to help build black wealth in Los Angeles. It failed. No kidding. Social equity programs were supposed to correct the disparities of the war on drugs as marijuana became legal. What went wrong? Apparently, folks, everything went wrong. But this is what you get when white liberals, when they have to virtue signal, when they have to show how down for the struggle they are. Ow! We should give pot licenses to the BIPOC folk. That'll help build black wealth. Who couldn't see this one coming? Handing out pot licenses to the BIPOC folk and it winding up an epic failure. It's actually a really interesting article because at the end of the day, you can't just hand these people marijuana licenses and expect them to succeed. To build any business, I don't care what it is. It takes money to do that. It takes know-how to do that. You can't just hand out these licenses, expect people to know how to build out a marijuana business from scratch. And California, being California, they've even managed to screw up legal pot. They have so overregulated it, made the entire process completely convoluted that there is still in California, even if you can buy it legally, a thriving black market for marijuana. So even if you handed out these kind of pot licenses to people who knew what they were doing, even then it's a big hurdle to get something like that running off the ground, running well, and in compliance with California's nutty regulatory environment. How much you want to bet, white boy Malcolm X? How much you want to bet, sir? There's a bunch of do-gooder white liberals there in California, and they were like, we should have pot licenses to the BIPOC folk. They'll know what to do with it. Something racist like that. The BIPOC folk, they'll just know what to do with the license. They'll just instinctively know how to build out a marijuana business from scratch. Kind of like Native Americans and the casinos, which has done what? Made some tribes really, really, really rich. But for the most part, the hype, the virtue signaling, it failed to do what it was designed to do. Same thing here, no big shocker. Handing out pot licenses doesn't do much, if anything, to help build black wealth in L.A. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From the post-millennial, Twitter employees, woke Twitter employees rather, enjoy day of rest after getting super stressed by Elon Musk. So I guess all the hysterical virgin pajama eunuchs over at woke Twitter. They had to give them a a day of rest. They had to go retreat to their safe space because Elon Musk is too triggering for them. Speaking of which, here's another headline from the New York Post. Twitter a S show, and I'll let you fill in the S, for employees since Elon Musk took major stake. And I guess the latest on on Elon wanting to buy Twitter, woke Twitter, I guess since they turned down his offer, he may be partnering up with someone else, trying to get around that poison pill they put in place. But white boy Malcolm X, who is more hysterical? The virgin pajama eunuchs over there at woke Twitter, them getting upset because Elon Musk He bought 10% of the company and he's trying to take it private. Or the virgin pajama eunuchs over at Woke Apple, them getting hysterical, them getting all triggered because Apple, Apple wants them to come back into the office a few days a week. Or, wait a second, sir, hold your horses. All the queens over at Woke Disney, them getting hysterical, them getting triggered, because they bought into the lie that Florida's education bill that targets young gay bees and other members of our tribe are lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. So who, sir, is the most hysterical? The virgin pajama eunuchs at Woke Twitter, the virgin pajama eunuchs at Woke Apple, or the queens at Woke Disney? No, that's not rhetorical. If it were rhetorical, I would have said, that's rhetorical, sir. Don't even bother trying to answer. Not rhetorical this time around. Take your pick, sir. Woke Twitter, woke Apple, woke Disney.
Can't do all of the above. Guess again. It is hard. It totally is hard. But you got to pick one. Disney. You vote Disney. I would almost agree with you, sir. But I'm going to have to. Since I made you pick, I'm going to pick two. I'm going with woke Twitter. I think, I think those virgin pajama eunuchs, they're at woke Twitter. I think they are. They're the most hysterical. And the reason I think they're the most hysterical is because they are, they're facing an extinction level event. If, if Elon Musk, if he gets his way over there, all their fun, banning conservatives, throwing people off the platform over political disagreements, running that place like a leftist wonderland, all that is over. That's why I think, personally, they're the most hysterical. Now, if someone were trying to buy Disney, throw those woke clowns out, run that place like it should be, yeah, I can totally see that. But those woke queens over at Disney, those virgin pajama eunuchs at Apple, they got nothing to fear. Nobody's going after them, threatening to upend the whole business, like Elon is with Twitter. From Politico, what Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson means for the country. Legal scholars believe she can have a significant impact even in the minority. Oh, I'm sure. First off, by making Sonia Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor, not seem like the biggest nut job on the Supreme Court. That's one. And the only other significant impact she can do up there, other than making Sonia Sotomayor seem kind of reasonable, is she can demonstrate the folly of affirmative action. The folly of creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, his fetish for nominating black women to high office. If Queen Kamala, if she wasn't an epic failure, a complete, utter disaster at all levels, Kentanji Brown Jackson, the woman who cannot define what a woman is, even if she is one, she is going to make a mess of things. Also, creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, so he could check a box. From the New York Times, Yelp will pay for employees to travel for abortion access. The company has relatively few workers in Texas, which has the most restrictive abortion law. So Yelp, and they are not the only company doing this. Well, I mean, some company, I can't think of who it is, They would pay you to move out of Texas, pay your moving costs to get the hell out of Texas if you wanted to because you might need to have an abortion later. And Texas, not so friendly to that, not these days. But Yelp, apparently, if you're in Texas and you're on their payroll and you get pregnant and you want to abort it, they'll pay for you to travel to do that. Can you imagine, folks, working in human resources at Yelp, having to deal with administering an HR policy, involving an employee, going out of state to get an abortion. Can you imagine that, folks? Being in HR at Yelp, someone calls you up, oh, hi, I'd like to find out more about the abortion travel policy. 
Okay, what can I help you with? Well, what does that cover? Well, it covers you going out of state to get your abortion. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Can I bring my boyfriend with me for emotional support? It's his fault anyway. Why, yes, the policy says that you can bring someone with you. What else can I expense? Will it pay for luggage charges? Yes, the policy covers all expenses related to the abortion. Will Yelp pay to upgrade me into first class? This is a medical procedure. No, we will not pay for you to ride in first class. Will it pay for preferred seating and coach? No, we won't pay for that either. Will Yelp pay for the rental car so my boyfriend can drive me to the abortion clinic? Yes, yes, Yelp will pay for the rental car. How many nights in a hotel room? We'll pay for one night. Is there a per diem with that? Yes, it's in there in the policy. Do I have to use sick time for that? Yes, you'll have to take a day of sick. So you see, folks, those poor beleaguered people working in HR over there at Yelp, they are going to have to get up, get all up into someone's business, know everyone in that company getting an abortion because Yelp, to virtue signal to the pro-abortion crowd out there, make their employees happy. They've got to get in on it, offer to pay for people to go get an abortion. Another example, yet another example of people dragging their politics, dragging their social activism into the workplace, torturing everyone else in the process. But you folks at Yelp and you customers of Yelp paying for all that, you all have fun. You all have fun with your abortions. From the New York Post, David Mamet slammed over claims that many male teachers are inclined to be pedophiles. And David Mamet, I think that's how you pronounce his name. David, if you're out there listening to this podcast, I apologize for butchering your last name, sir. I know that you're a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. I just don't know how to pronounce your last name. But David on Fox News Sunday last week, he said, well, he said a lot of things, but this is what he said that got him in trouble. This has always been the problem with education. Teachers are inclined, typically men, because men are predators to pedophilia. And I bet, folks, upon hearing that, all the women high school teachers out there eyeing up that fresh teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait, wah, 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 wah. Settle down out there, you high school teachers. What have I told you a thousand times before? There is no fresh teacher bait here on the Miller Frost Podcast. Ladies, never, ever, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, more Sebastian Stan, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. But those women high school teachers out there, eyeing up that fresh teacher bait, Banging that fresh teacher bait, tapping that fresh teacher bait, making sweet love to those 15, 16, 17 year old boys. I bet they're all like, man, whew, thank God he's blaming the men. And on top of which, women teachers out there, they're not pedophiles, they're aphibophiles. The difference, puberty, but either way, disgusting as hell. From Queerty, those 
girls over at Queerty. Spanish water polo star Victor Gutierrez recalls the first time he was called an anti-gay slur. Spanish water polo star. Now those words, I'm sure they perked up all the queens. White boy Malcolm X, he's not ginger, sir, but hold on a second. What do you think of this? Not bad. I bet if he were ginger, sir, you take that picture, you wouldn't give it back. But Victor, in a recent news interview, he was talking about all the bullying he endured as a child, and I guess to some extent, still does today. Some of the other water polo folks out there, some of the other strapping young studs playing water polo, I guess that's a job somewhere. But some of those players, they're being a bit mean to him, calling him things like faggot. He actually had a teammate, some jerk-off, who said, I'd rather have a son with Down syndrome than a faggot. Now, he's been out since 2016. Apparently, one of the only professional water polo players. Again, I guess it's a job to some people but one of the only ones to come roaring out of that closet. And looking back, at least according to those girls over at Queerty, he says, sharing his truth, and you people know what I think about that, that was, quote, the most courageous and important decision of my life. And if he asked for a participation trophy, he would start to sound a lot more like T.J. Osborne. That country music queen, who got all butthurt because the state of Tennessee didn't give him a participation trophy for coming out for being the first country queen out there. Now, Victor, you're a young gaby, kind of, sort of. I have no idea how old you are. I would suspect, well, if you came out in 2016, I don't know, mid to late 20s, so you're young, you're a millennial Gen Z kid. Couple things there, sir. First off, and belatedly, welcome to the tribe. Welcome to our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. You, sir, I have no doubt, you make a fine addition to the tribe. A hell of a lot better than Tom Daly. That spoiled cat boy queen. Him or Colton Underwood. That new gaby. Whoring himself out. Marrying his sugar daddy. But I do, Victor, have a word of advice for you. You have got to own that crap. Take away their power. Somebody calls me a faggot. I just laugh. No, duh. Of course I'm a faggot. Why do you think I call myself a big old queen? I do it for two reasons. Number one, the most obvious, I am a big old queen or a faggot. Whatever you want to say. I don't really care. But number two, I refuse to have that be a pejorative. Have someone think they can call me that. Think that that is going to offend me. It doesn't. The last thing I would do is go to the media and complain about homophobia in water polo. Don't give them the satisfaction of knowing it bothers you. Because when you go to the media 
and complain about it. Like that jerk off that said that about his own kid. It comes off as it still bothers you. Laugh in their face. Don't give the bastards the satisfaction of knowing it bothers you. But again, welcome to the tribe. Have yourself a grand gay old time strutting around in that Speedo. From the Washington Examiner, circling back, Jen Psaki agrees Fox's Peter Ducey, that nepotism case, sounds like a stupid son of a bitch. Now, I hate to agree. I really do, folks. I really, really, really do hate to agree with Ginger Jen. But on this one, real quick, Peter Ducey, that kid is a nepotism case. He just looks like an obnoxious little douchebag. Daddy's a morning co-host on Fox and Friends. Gets Junior a job over there at Fox News. Like having Megan McCain. Like that's not bad enough for Fox News. They hire the nepotism case. The son of the guy that does the morning yap fest. Yap, 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 yap. The Today Show of Fox News. And he goes over to the White House, acts like a a typical, hysterical, millennial Gen Z kid, know-it-all brat. And the only reason he's there, and everyone knows it, it's because daddy got him that job. So I can see why creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer wanted to slap him. I can see why Jen Psaki, who's about to cash out over there at MSNBC, why she thinks he sounds like a stupid son of a bitch. He looks slappable, and I suspect, folks, he is a stupid son of a bitch. And our last story, folks, is from LGBTQ Nation. Those girls over at LGBTQ Nation. For the LGBTQ community and other minorities, war is fought every day. The danger and microaggressions that non-cis non-hetero, non-white, non-males face in the U.S. is the same as being in a European ground war. And this, folks, was written by Sarah Ashton Cirillo. And yes, Ashton Cirillo, that's hyphenated. You'd have to be screwed up with a hyphenated last name, and we know how screwed up they are. But you have to be that kind of screwed up to make that comparison. And Sarah, in addition to having a hyphenated last name, Sarah is also transgender. And up until she transitioned, Sarah, she was a cisgendered white male. Not sure about the sexual orientation part, but Sarah, she goes from cisgendered white male, basically the devil, folks, pure evil, cisgendered white men, especially the straight ones. But she goes from that cisgendered white male, who knows what the sexual orientation is, to the in-house expert of all the horror, all the danger and microaggressions that non-cis, non-hetero, non-white, non-males face in the U.S. Another reason why the BIPOC folk don't trust do-good or white liberals. Probably like, ah, Jesus Christmas, What the blankety blank, blank, blank. 
Does this white transgender chick know about the dangers and microaggressions we have to face? Nothing. If anyone has privilege in this day and age, it's a transgender. Talk about getting yourself a golden ticket. Getting the keys to the kingdom. Come out as trans in 2022. To the woke media, to the woke corporations out there, it's as if Christ himself came back from the dead, but without all the horrible judgmentalism. This is kind of sick if you ask me. Comparing the act of transitioning in the U.S. to what those people in the Ukraine are facing. Sarah here, another hysterical white liberal, hysterical white liberal of privilege with her first world white people problems, tossing herself up on a cross because people aren't kissing her feet because now she is a she. People in the Ukraine are dying. They're starving. Millions of people have lost everything, have been forced to flee their homes, run for their lives with not much more than the clothes on their backs. And Sarah Ashton Cirillo, she's like, oh, I totally feel your pain. It's like transitioning in the U.S. So horrible. Sarah, you are a feckless clown, a joke of a journalist, and a complete and utter embarrassment to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. So on that note, since I cannot top this moron of a journalist comparing her transition to being a war victim in the Ukraine, even if in doing so, she demonstrates the absurdity of first world white people problems everywhere. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. (laughs) 